planning the road to success, there are a few steps to keep in mind. Identifying and solving the cause, facing and embracing change, goal setting, and being accountable. We'll talk about this today on Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. New and healthier habits lead to prosperity in all areas of your life and business. Now, here's your host, Chris Salem. Well, welcome, everybody. Hope everyone's doing well. Happy holidays to everyone out there. We are getting so close to the holiday season. Where did this year go? But nonetheless, we hope everyone had a great year. And if for any reason that it was not favorable in your business and personal life, again, as you, we always advocate here, see challenges as opportunities to grow and expand and let 2024 be your year. Be optimistic. If you'd like uh, more information on and areas where you can help move your business along, feel free to reach out to us here at Sustainable Success at Chris at SustainableSuccess.net or Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Today's show is being brought to you today by Alumni Direct. Alumni Direct is a new social media community platform dedicated to bringing alumni together from all different generational types, an opportunity to rekindle old relationships or perhaps meet new people for the first time. This is a membership program, meaning it takes all the noise out of social media. So no more of those annoying notifications or that feeling that you've got to go in and get back to everyone. This is an opportunity to connect with people that you choose to correspond with, to share content in groups that you desire, whether if it be your school, alma mater, or perhaps other types of groups where you can meet new people. This also provides a wealth, of, a wide array of different services that are available to you as a member that are not available to the general public. If you would like some more information about Alumni Direct, you can check them out at alumnidirect.com. That's alumnidirect.com. We want to welcome also any new listeners here to Sustainable Success here at the Voice America Business Channel. It's hard to believe we've been going strong here at Sustainable Success for over seven years now. Hard to believe and how we pioneered the Influencer Channel back in the day. And now we're with all of you here on the Business Channel since April. And we love being here and we love servicing the business community. And again, if you are new, you feel free to check us out here at Voice America, as well as on Apple Podcasts, where you can follow us there, and also our Facebook page at Sustainable Success 2017. There we've had many of our great guests sharing their words of wisdom and insights to help move your personal success and your business to the next level. With that being said, we got a wonderful show for you planned today. We're going to be talking about strategic intensives that fuel growth. You know, the pathway to extraordinary to a sustainable growth begins from within everything. And that starts with emotional intelligence. Now, I know that I speak on the topic of emotional intelligence. We've had some content in and around that here on the show over the last few years. But you're going to get a different perspective today on this concept and how when you can now optimize this approach that that Dr. Eric Goodman, our guest, is going to be sharing with you. This could be the difference of taking you where you are personally in your business to that next level. And before I introduce Dr. Eric Goodman, I'm going to give you a little background about him. He serves as a catalyst for positive growth in all lives that he touches, both personally and professionally. His diverse professional background, along with his passion for business, coupled with an aligned vision of the future, has allowed him to positively impact tens of thousands of lives, truly making a difference in this world. He is certified licensed coach and the trainer of the Pinnacle Success System and Bank Code, which you'll be learning a little bit more about what Bank Code is. And he's excited to share 
his knowledge here today with all of you and how you can now turn in, you know, your, your dreams, your goals, and, and turn that into action and impressive results. And without further ado, we welcome Dr. Eric Goodman to the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks so much. It's a pleasure to be with you and your listeners. Oh, it's, uh, it's such a pleasure to have you. And, you know, Eric, you and I, we, we had the, you know, the, the luxury and the opportunity to meet at a, at a conference not too long ago. And, you know, that get, get really sit down and break bread. Matter of fact, it was breakfast when we, you and I sat down and, yeah. and we ate, we, we were in your hometown of Denver, Colorado. And I was just inspired, you know, to learn all the great things that you, you've done in this particular area and how you look at developing, you know, somebody or even a business to be successful from the inside out. It's not just, you know, this one area, it's this holistic approach. And, you know, would like to maybe if you could start off, like, you know, to kind of give the listeners a little bit of a of kind of a foundation of what you're going to talk about today. What, you know, when you talk about strategic intensives, mm-hmm. can you give a little background what that is and what you'll be sharing today in terms of how it can fuel growth in our businesses and personal lives? Yeah, I mean, just by way of background and and why I focus on that area is I'm passionate about helping businesses succeed and be successful. Coming to, to this by way of background, having been a professor, spending over a decade as a business school dean, where one of my favorite courses was to teach was business strategy. And oftentimes, and I taught it from undergrad to doctorate level, and one of the gaps you often see is the short-sightedness and the lack of direction and alignment in organizations. And obviously, a strategy without a clear roadmap, people don't know where to go. <laughs> they feel <laughs> lost and confused about you know their roles, and it leads to a lot of inefficiency, uh, people not being engaged. And there's obviously more of a focus often in organizations on the tactical day-to-day things and the immediate problems and the long-term goals get neglected. And when you look at some of the data, I saw a statistic, statistic a few years ago that I think it said 85% of leadership teams spend less than one hour a month talking about strategy. Think about that. Um, and so really this idea of making sure that an organization has a solid view and is having ongoing dialogue about a strategy. And oftentimes a strategic plan, like a business plan, people create it and it collects dust on a shelf. And that's oh, not the point I've seen it. that many times. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, and when that happens, you know, you're going to be prone to disruption and you can't anticipate or adapt to changing market conditions. Maybe there's changes in the resource allocation. We saw a lot of that during COVID with supply chain and other things, but ultimately it's, it boils down to missed opportunities. And, you know, we've seen some organizations, uh, you know, some big ones filing bankruptcy, uh, just one like in October, we work and, you know, like coming out and how do you reemerge out of that? So the, the passion is really around helping organizations really get clear and being able to communicate and engage their workers and also serve the needs of the market so they can create a sustainable competitive position. That's fabulous. I love that. You know, now when we when you talk about these strategic intensives, like there's always like a foundation, you know, just like I always use this analogy, like just like a beautiful house, you build a beautiful home. What does that home sit on? It sits on a foundation. And a lot of times people would say, well, okay, I know it sits on a foundation. It's in the back of their mind. They could logically, you know, cognitively understand that. 
but they rarely put a lot of emphasis into that. They think, eh, it's a foundation. I'm look, I really want to make sure this house looks great from the outside, that it's built strong on the inside, you know, what it's going to look like when it's furnished and, you know, what our, you know, what our family's going to think, our friends, but they don't realize that if that foundation isn't nurtured correctly or cultivated correctly, then that beautiful home that, that they built is going to, you know, have problems and come crumbling down. And, and oftentimes, if I can now equate that to the business side, whether personally or in a business, the analogy still holds true. So I would, if you could share about, you know, the importance of, you know, emotional intelligence as how this can be, or even mindset in this case, because they go in, how this can be play a, a role in developing the foundation for success and whatever that means to, you know, a person or a business or a team, that type of thing. Yeah, that's a great question. I like the connection there. And when you talk about strategy and a home, you you can translate st strategic planning, strategic potential to your life. In fact, I do executive coaching and life coaching and things in that area where, you know, what is your your personal strategic plan? And what does that look like? What's your vision for the future? And do you have a blueprint, like building a house, of what you're trying to create? And from an emotional intelligence perspective, I think it really starts with being clear, having an awareness of where you want to go and a vision for that. And oftentimes, it's making sure that's in alignment with your values. And so yeah. whether in the organization or at an individual level, that's a really key aspect is is understanding that and not just values that or a mission statement and vision statement that hangs on a wall in a in a corporate headquarters or something but it's like it's actually something you live and breathe every day and so i think your ability to get clear on your values and your mindset and also where are you focusing because there's some people that live in the past <laughs> and sort of more organizations that live in the past that aren't open to change or paying attention to the volatility, the uncertainty and the complexity that's taking place. And, you know, they will be left in the dust ultimately. Um, so the mindset around that and also with that, when you talk about mindset, I'm reminded of the work by Carol Dweck, a great book, talks about a fixed mindset versus a growth mindset. Yeah. And an organization, if your leadership has a fixed mindset where it's like we have what we have, we're resource constrained. We can't, you know, do this or that. And there's a lot of reasons why and excuses you can't do things versus being open minded and thinking out of the box in terms of how you can make things happen, knowing that you can grow and change and adapt. That is really an important aspect of, of mindset and how you walk the talk for your employees as well so that they have a, a psychologically safe environment where they feel oh, it's OK to share their thoughts and ideas about what is possible. So I think there's, there's some connections. There's a lot of other ways mindset and emotional intelligence plays into it because emotional intelligence, real, real quickly, understanding yourself, regulating your own emotions, of course, but understanding others and how to influence them. And if you're talking about creating a future, you've got to engage people and get them excited and inspired and motivated to move towards that future vision. And if you're not able to do that through higher emotional intelligence, you're not going to be able to connect with people and build the trust that is necessary to really move them forward. You you made a great point when you, you when you talked about this you know this foundation with the emotional intelligence the fixed mindset you know how we shift from a fixed to a growth mindset and I agree Carol Dweck you know just really brought that to the to the to the you know to the masses in terms of what she did back in the nineties with that and 
you know, when 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 we think about the when we think about that shift and how we can really understand our own emotions, how can we truly understand somebody else's emotions and be able to respond versus react or not to see things happening to us but for us if we're not able to do that ourselves? And I think is it correct that you know most people are always seeing are looking for these this change in the world or change in their team, change in their business, change in their industry because they're always looking for something outside of them for that to happen rather than going, what can I do to change? Like you said, and then if I can be the example of that and be a resource now, understand my own emotions and how I can regulate that and have self-awareness and regulate that, self-regulate that, then how now I can better respond and understand other people and then, and then, and then again, through my example of resourcefulness, it rubs off on them and they, they repeat that with other people. Can, can you share a little bit about the importance of now, you know, how that's a, it has to be, you know, I, I, at least I, how I look at it, you know, owned at the individual level. Yeah, I love that. And as you were talking, I'm reminded of a story about Gandhi, where a mother took her son to see Gandhi and asking Gandhi to tell her son to stop eating sugar, basically, because she knew it was not helping for him. And and Gandhi, but the essence is he tells her, you know, he listens to the story and he tells her, come back in two weeks. And she's like, what? Like, why would I come back? So she comes back in two weeks and he 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 basically just says, stop eating sugar. And she looks at him like, I had to come back. I had to wait two weeks to to come back and hear that. And he's, he's like, yeah, because I was eating sugar two weeks ago. And so... You know, as a leader, I think your ability to walk the talk and set the example in terms of what you're doing is really important. And ultimately, when you start thinking about understanding other people and what motivates them, what their values are, you've got to figure out how to move them. And motivation is something that's intrinsic. We know that. You can't motivate somebody else, but you can provide an environment to support them so that they can flourish in terms of what they Yeah, you said that psychologically safe, when you mentioned, I love when you said that before. Yeah, and that's some of the work by Amy Edmondson out of Harvard, and that's also some old stuff, but it's still as relevant as, as ever in terms of the impact on you know human behavior in an organization. So I think when you look at how do you understand somebody else, there are some some frameworks that you can use to easily, more easily understand. We can maybe get into that a little later because it is an aspect of emotional intelligence because you you don't understand yourself, you can't understand others. And if you're not self-aware of yourself, well, chances are you're not going to be listening and paying attention to what really is important because everybody is tuned into WIIFM, what's in it for me. Yeah. <laughs> so you've got to understand what what is their station? What is their frequency if you're going to communicate with them effectively in terms of um, really getting them energized and excited and engaged? And we see a lot of data out of Gallup in terms of the amount of employees that are disengaged today, unfortunately. Well, I, I, I and you just alluded like when you said that, like when when we can really get, you know, really understand our emotions and now begin to start to now see this in other people. We can see things for what it is, not just what we think it should be. And you mentioned it, like it can it can then dramatically change how we communicate to other people. Not that it, how I communicate to one person will be the same to another. How I behave, uh, how, what my attitude and how I look at things now, how I respond versus react to these situations 
from my emotions and how I take action to the prayers and matter. It changes so many different things in a positive way, especially if, it, if, if it's being done on a consistent basis. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's a game changer. That difference. I love the respond versus react because unfortunately what gets people in trouble and I've seen a lot of people, you know, that it costs them their job, that reaction that they didn't have control over to regulate it. And, and years ago, I read a book, uh, Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl, really powerful book in terms of really emotional intelligence indirectly, because what he talks about is between stimulus and response, there's a space. And in that space lies your freedom. And that's your freedom to choose your response, right? No matter the circumstances, what's happening around you. And he was a, a survivor of the Holocaust who talked about this is, you know, you can choose your attitude no matter what. And I think being aware of how you show up to other people and also what's going on, what are your feelings? Because your thoughts determine your feelings, determine your action, ultimately your results. It's sort of that ripple effect that's either going to move you towards what you're trying to achieve or away from it if you're not emotionally intelligent. Yeah, so true. So true. I know we got a couple minutes uh, to the break and I know we got you're going to dive into a lot of deeper stuff into what you've set the foundation of what you've discussed here in the first segment. Any other thoughts that you wanted to elaborate where 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 what what you have been sharing so far or anything that you want to sum up for the audience in this segment in terms of what you shared? Yeah, well, I think one of the keys with strategic planning is, you know, where are you? <laughs> where do you want to go? <laughs> what do you want to be? What do you want to create? And then ultimately, it's reverse engineering. Like, how do we get there? And there's got to be accountability. And you want to make sure there's, you know, a scorecard that people know where they're where they stand in that process. So when you're doing a strategic intensive, it's really making sure that there's alignment in the organization to move people forward. And I think this idea of mindset is really key. You can't lead others if you can't lead yourself. <laughs> and that's where emotional intelligence comes into play. So oh, I think there yeah. are a few things. That's so true. I, what, you made a key point. I, I, I you know, I, I learned that the hard way. I can remember, you know, leading people back in my late 20s. I, you know, because my, my performance, I got I got promoted. But, you know, it, had they known that my my emotional intelligence was very weak and very, very low, Compared to my production, you know, I was just not ready to lead in an effective way like I thought. And and it's so true. If you can't lead yourself, how can you possibly lead lead others? It's like the oxygen mask theory. You know, you have to, if you're going to take care of someone else, you got to put the mask on yourself before you put it on your child or anybody else. Yeah, it, it's so true and so important for people to recognize that. And you know, if, if you're yeah. Going, you know, unless somebody is following you, you're not a leader. And unfortunately, a lot of people rise to the level of leadership because they have technical skills. They don't necessarily have the emotional intelligence and the interpersonal skills to be successful in leading people. Absolutely. Well, I know we got to go to break, but you got I go into you got a wealth of more of information to share with us here in the second segment. Again, you're listening to uh, Dr. Eric Goodman again, strategic intensive full fuel growth. We got to go to break, but when we come right back, we got more to come. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects, surrounding yourself with family and loved ones, nurturing your spirituality, maintaining healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness, and being present in the moment. 
Chris Salem creates awareness about unblocking mindset barriers for sales professionals, business leaders, entrepreneurs, and all types of people to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of the problem or challenge. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the effect but do not address the root cause. You now have an opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consulting calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success. Well, welcome back, everybody. If you're just joining us here, we are talking about strategic intensives fuel growth. This is in your personal success and your business. Uh, we're focusing around the concept and the or the foundation of emotional intelligence, or EQ or EI, as the acronym uh, goes. Again, we highly encourage everyone that's just joining us to listen to this show in its entirety here later today here at the Voice America Business Channel. Uh, some great information and great insights that can help you wherever you are through that awareness to develop your level of emotional intelligence. So that way allows you to focus more on on the strategy of your personal success and business moving forward, not just on the day-to-day and the things that could be delegated or the things that are not as important as you think they are, thus what could be holding you back. So Dr. Goodman, I know you, you, again, you shared so much great information in the first segment. And now in the second segment, if we're able to have more self-awareness and able to regulate our own emotions in terms of emotional intelligence. How can that as a leader, regardless of title, play a role in impacting all the areas that we can make a difference in any situation, whether, you know, people on a team, people in a, in a group of people, you know, a company and how that shows up in communication and, leadership and you know taking action and how we respond versus react to situations when they happen and other people share if you could share some insights i think that that people will definitely really resonate with that because i know sometimes there's a we we have a tendency of reacting when things don't go our way yeah absolutely i think one of the things is when you think about the work you do and the people in your life Everything that you do, in for the most part, unless you're focused solely on your individual work in performing, most likely you're going to interact with another person. One of the things that I found in business is that, um, and particularly teaching students and executives in business, every business has two things in common. I think one is there's sales, and the other thing is there's people involved. And anytime there's people involved, your ability to have a strong relationship, to engage them, to build trust is really going to be critical to your success. And it's not just 
in your work life. It's your relationships. It's your health, your well-being, your financial resources, all those types of things. There's thousands of studies now since really emotional intelligence was popularized by Daniel Goleman back with, in 1995 with his book. Obviously, it was originated earlier than that. But, you know, we know a lot about emotional intelligence. And as an educator, one of the things that always struck me is that the education system is focused very closely on IQ, right? And not this idea of emotional intelligence. But we, we, we know that 90% of high performers in organizations have high EQ. And ultimately, that's what helps you go up the corporate ladder or the business ladder or be successful in life is your emotional intelligence because it's your ability to get along with others. And when I used to teach even management principles, you can look at I think Mary Parker Follette who talked about management's the art of getting things done through other people. And ultimately, whether it's um, having a opportunity to be hired, you know, selling myself, get a raise or promotion, or maybe a new concept or proposal in an organization in the business context, or it's influencing my wife to go to a particular restaurant or my daughter to clean up her room. You know, it's understanding and influencing other people. And by regulating your own emotions, you're able to do that more effectively. So it really can make or break your success. And the other thing that comes to mind when we do on a broader scale, really about emotional intelligence and the importance of relationships. Um, and I think that's why we see a lot of the disengagement right now in the workplace. And if you think about what happened during COVID, and people being isolated and not maybe as much in the same environment, the water cooler conversations and everything else, you have to wonder how that impacted some of the community and sense of belonging and fulfillment that stems in your, you know, from the work that people do in organizations. So I think there's probably some connection there, not to mention, you know, we're probably the most connected society in terms of technology and digital and social media and stuff, but yet the least connected we've ever been in terms of human relationships. And great book that came out earlier this year on uh, happiness called The Good Life. And it was out of Harvard. There are adults. It's the longest running study on um, happiness going back 85 years, looking at what are the factors. And they boil down to relationships, really. And that is something that's going to have an impact on all the things that I just talked about, emotional intelligence impacting. But there's a link there. If you're not emotionally intelligent, and you're that person that shows up and turns people off, you're probably not going to have a lot of friends or relationships, right? <laughs> you're that solo person, that leader that nobody's following. And what's interesting too, just as an aside quickly, is when you look at EQ, there is a, a, somewhat of a bell curve in that people typically EQ rises up to sort of the, the manager role. And then you start seeing it drop off a little bit as you go higher up into the C-suite. And so there's there's a certain level of of managerial skills, especially if you're good at them with building those relationships and rallying the troops, so to speak, that will get you farther along in your career. Yeah, so true. So true. I love that. And if you could go into like a little bit like, you know, it, you know, a little more length about, you know, this is a process. This doesn't happen overnight. And so many organizations, especially, or even people, they want things now. They want they want that change immediately or in a very short period of time. But the reality is we all, you know, if we if we really think about it, there's no such thing. It, it, things happen in, in time. Not everybody evolves at the same pace. But but nonetheless, we're not responsible for other people. Uh, you know, literally in in, you know, maybe we are in terms of people reporting to us if we work for a company. 
but in, in essence, you still can't control someone. They can only control themselves. What things can you, you know, some steps that you can share people that can start to really embark on this journey to really, you know, to be, you know, to have self-awareness, self-regulation, develop their EQ and really, you know, really take control over their role and duties, whatever that may be in their lives or, or business. Great question. And actually, let me address one thing before I go into those details, because I do think organizations today are recognizing not only, you know, the dynamic nature of what's going on in the environment, but the importance of talent acquisition and employee well-being and health. And there's a, a study from SHRM looking at 2019 in terms of the, the organizations that were prioritizing employee experience and well-being. And it was 52% back in 2019. And that same study last year was 92%. So people are recognizing that this is something that, that is worthy of investing in because of the productivity and the return to the bottom line is it is absolutely there. There's conclusive data about that. So when you talk about how you can enhance the emotional intelligence of, of individuals, it, there's really two thrusts. Again, when you think about emotional intelligence, I mean, one of the biggest criticisms I've heard from executives, from boards, even from employers when I was running, you know, universities and business programs was, can't you just teach these people to get along? Can't you teach them to communicate, <laughs> to listen, to collaborate, to play well in the sandbox, so to speak? You know, and then there's, of course, critical thinking and other things, managing conflict and whatnot. But ultimately, it was it's what was called the soft skills. I mean, coming out of the military because you weren't operating a weapon or something, they named it that, but it's really the human skills. And now what is a better term is the power skills because that's really what's gonna make or break your success. So when you talk about that area and specifically emotional intelligence, again, there's the intrapersonal aspect of awareness, self-awareness. You've got to identify your own emotions. And part of that is, it's like a muscle that you develop over time by focusing and you've got to be intentional, but it's paying attention to what's going on in your body. What are the thoughts you have? I mean, I see different numbers out there, but you know, it's estimated we have 50,000 or, or more thoughts a day. Um, and of those thoughts, 80% of them tend to be negative. <laughs> so, you know, are you aware of those thoughts and how it's impacting your behavior? And so it's just that recognition you know, some of the best practices, I think, evolve around journaling, meditation, mindfulness type things that you can do to really tune in to understanding that in terms of self-awareness, too, especially in an organization. You know, there's this idea of you have blind spots sometimes. And so things that are known to others that you don't recognize in your own behavior. And I remember um, observing a meeting with an executive where he had a really stern look on his face. <laughs> he asked a question. And he's like. And I, I was just, I was helping you with the, the developing the leadership team and I provided some feedback to him and he's like, and he was not aware that every time he was listening intently, he had this like mean look on his face. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, it's understanding like, how are you showing up? And sometimes and Zoom gives you an opportunity to do more of that if you're doing some virtual meetings where you can look at the recording, like, how am I coming across? Like, what's, what's going on here? But also really recognizing what are the things, the situations, the people or events that tend to evoke strong emotions in you? What are your triggers? Um, and that recognition, because again, going back to that idea, of, are you responding or are you reacting? When you understand what those triggers are, then you have a choice because there's that space to make a choice and decide how do you want to handle the situation? And I think the other part 
typically where I start with a lot of the work that I do in coaching is around self-awareness. What are your values? What really matters to you? Because then that can help you navigate some of the complexity of the situations and how to how to respond appropriately to what is happening in alignment with your values and not doing something that is out of alignment or character because it's really about your integrity. So there's those aspects of self-awareness. In a minute, I can go. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that before. Yeah, I talk. no, I, I, yeah, you can feel free to expand on that. And I loved it when you talked about triggers. Like I look at triggers now as opportunities because it's it's telling me something that if it's still if it's still it like now provoking that that negative emotion and it and it's and it you, that used to control that I thought controlled me but now I know otherwise I, I'm in control of that emotion then there's something unresolved there what can I now do to because that, that triggers get it's a message telling me you still got something you gotta you gotta you gotta come to terms with so that trigger won't have that power like it usually did on you yeah it, it's such a great question and you know I I've always been fascinated with human behavior and it led me a couple of decades to study a field called neuro-linguistic programming and I became a certified master practitioner in that area and there are techniques you, you can use to very quickly shift some of those beliefs and recognize where those feelings whether those emotions are stemming from without having to go back through a lot of psychological history or you know counseling processes to be able to shift. And it's really a process of association in most cases and understanding you learn something. We learn very fast as human beings. And we we associated something with that type of experience at the time that may no longer serve us and recognizing that and figuring out like, what is your intention now? And how do you move beyond that? And I think about, you know, as a kid, I was one in class who did not like to speak out and would get nervous that the teacher was going to call on me because I might say something wrong. And my I could literally feel my heart pounding out of my chest um, when I had to speak or even just make a comment. And so, you know, recognizing that and figuring out, okay, how do I want to show up? What, how do I want to feel? How do I want the other person to feel? We'll talk about that aspect of the interpersonal parts of emotional intelligence. But I think that can be a first step is really just understanding where does it stem from? And I think in terms of the self-management aspects, we'll delve into that. It's challenging those thoughts or those feelings and, and being able to reframe is probably the best way of thinking about it, whether it's a feeling or maybe negative self-talk into something positive and empowering. I, I mean, are you being um, fearless or fearful or courageous or, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, or not um, powerful or powerless in your your thought process. And so there's things that you can do with that. And it's also just being compassionate to yourself. Obviously, you've lived and through a lot of different experience and understanding what you've gone through. And as long as you recognize that you can grow, which you can, and you learn from mistakes or lessons, and you can shift, you can choose a new story moving forward about what something means to you because your past doesn't equal your future. And you can figure out ways to cope that are maybe healthy or better. One of the, the best things to do when you first recognize and spot something is to just breathe, to stop <laughs> and breathe. And there's different types of breathing. There's some box breathing where you take four, four seconds breathing in, holding, and then, you know, holding four seconds, breathing out four seconds and so forth. And, you know, just different relaxation techniques 
that can de-escalate some of what might be going on in your physical body if you stop and pause and do that. Yeah, no, so so uh, that was great, great points that you shared there. As we come to, to the next, uh, you know, and I know we're going to be talking about some resources in the next segment, uh, one that particularly yet you are, you know, that you've had great experience with and you'll be sharing with us. But anything that you would like to sum up, uh, Eric, uh, in this particular segment, uh, what we talked about, that the impact of EQ on the areas that help move us forward? Yeah, I just I don't think it can be overstated that EQ is really the game changer in terms of your ability to be successful in your life, to create the type of life you want, to be able to be the leader you want to be of yourself and of others. Ultimately, it's probably the most important skill. If there's one skill that's sort of an umbrella skill, when you look at all these other things that stem from it in terms of conflict and communication and listening, there's a reason why we have two ears and one mouth, by the way. We need to listen more. And so if we are emotionally intelligent, and we'll talk after the break a little bit more about that relationship management, the social awareness side of things, and you know, some tools that can help do that. But I think it's, is it worth investing in yourself? If you knew that if you could develop your muscle around emotional intelligence, that it would make a difference in your career success, in your life, in your relationships, in your health and happiness, is it worth taking time to do that? Yeah. Oh, powerful, powerful stuff. Yeah, powerful stuff. So I, you know, I know you're going to be talking about uh, now some of the things that now we, we can, you know, tap into some of the resources that can help either the the self-aware leader now help him or herself and then eventually help others on their team. And then maybe hopefully as an organization, whether if again, doesn't matter what role or duty uh, that you're that you have that, you know, we can always impact influence other people through our through our example and our resourcefulness. So I'm I am looking forward to personally hearing that here um, when it comes to the break. You know, in 15 seconds, anything else that you would like to share of high impact to what we you've been discussing in this segment? Well, I would say this, I think just as a prelude, when we talk about empathy, it's actively listening to others and understanding their perspectives and being able to put yourself in their shoes to see things really from their point of view. And so we'll go into that a little bit more and what that looks like. Awesome. Well, we're looking forward to that. And again, we highly encourage all of you again, you know, listening to the show, listen to the show in its entirety again. There's always sometimes we hear something, but then we go back and listen to it again. And there's something that we may have missed or maybe didn't pick up on that is another golden nugget that you can choose. And there have been a lot of golden nuggets that Dr. Goodman has shared here. So there's a lot of valuable things that you could start to make a shift one thing at a time. And then, of course, you're going to get to know where you can contact him later you know, to get some more information if you require help. We got to go to break, everybody. When we come right back, we got more to come and some of the resources that can help you in developing your EQ. We'll be right back after the break. Follow Voice America at facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects, surrounding yourself with family and loved ones, nurturing your spirituality, maintaining a healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness, and being present in the moment. 
Chris Salem creates awareness about unblocking mindset barriers for sales professionals, business leaders, entrepreneurs, and all types of people to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of the problem or challenge. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the effect but do not address the root cause. You now have an opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consulting calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success. Well, welcome back. If you are just joining us, we're talking about strategic intensives, fuel growth. Again, this applies to anything in your personal success, whatever that means to you, and in business, regardless of the size of your organization. We're here with Dr. Eric Goodman. We encourage everyone to uh, listen to this show in its entirety here later today. Just so many golden nuggets And you're going to get to learn how you can get in contact with Dr. Goodman here later, as I know he has something to provide all of you in helping you to develop your level of EQ and giving you more awareness, not only for yourself, but to help others and help that will, in essence, grow your businesses. Again, our show is being brought to you today by Alumni Direct, a new social media community platform dedicated to bringing alumni together from all different generational types. They also offer a a special section for professional athletes, those that are now transitioning into everyday life. There's an opportunity now that you can tap in and be part of a community with other athletes that are transitioning into everyday life to uh, to commiserate and get together and help each other as you go through that transition. Also, there's the podcast uh, from athletes to entrepreneurs. And if you'd like to check that out, feel free at alumnidirect.com. That's alumnidirect.com. Com. So, Eric, I know uh, you know there's you, you know there's so much great information you've shared here, and I know there's a lot of resources out there that can help people individually and as a team and as an organization to really kind of like really put things out there or put things more into in better perspective on where these shifts and changes can be made and how this can impact how we communicate to ourselves and others, how we lead and how we can really elevate our businesses to a whole new level. Can you share some insights from your experience uh, to some of the resources that are available to help uh, a leader or an organization of any size? Yeah, I mean, I think one of the things is really getting a pulse on your organization and the people within it, which is really helpful. So some of the work I do is around understanding the quality of work life in an organization and both through focus groups through surveys of of you know entire organizations and being able to slice and dice that data understand really what's going on in different areas of course there's uh, opportunities to listen <laughs> to engage people in other types of events to really understand 
what's working, what isn't working, how can you better support them? Because you know that's going to be critical to their longevity in your organization and really their engagement. I mentioned the blind spot before about not knowing certain things, certainly like 360 degree um, assessments and performance reviews and things like that are really powerful. Of course, a lot of the training and tools that I have access to our provider organization help people either individually as well as in groups and teams really level up their ability to communicate and their own awareness around certain things that they're doing and not doing. And it relates to, you know, nonverbal communication, relates to cultural competency. There's a lot of emphasis on diversity, equity, and inclusion. And a lot of those initiatives have, have fallen flat because they don't go far enough to really create a strong sense of belonging. So there's tools to do that as well. And then other things certainly around teaching people and training in conflict resolution and management and how to enhance the level of communication in an organization through multiple channels. Um, there's Those are some of the things. One of the things that I find most helpful going back to the assessments is a system that really was designed initially in sales. But before I go into that, any questions or thoughts based on what I just shared? Well, I, I would just say if you could just, uh, you know, you know, give maybe an example of any examples that you could share. I would love, we always like to hear, you know, anything without, you know, anything specific, of course, you know, but I'll, I'll leave that up to you. Yeah, well, let me share some of those as I get into the, one of the tools that I've used, which is called Bank. And it's actually an acronym for a framework that I think is really easy to use. And it's interesting because it originated in sales. And, you know, I was at a university where we actually had a major in sales many years ago. And I would contend that the ability to sell is the number one skill in business. I talked about how sales and people are a key to any business. But ultimately, I think it's the number one skill, not only in business, but in life. I mean, wherever you go, whatever you do, you're, you're selling something as a human being. And going back to thinking about sales, just replace sales with the idea of influence. You're influencing something. And so if, if you had a tool that could help you have more influence, or you could have more impact and ultimately probably more in, uh, income too, would that be helpful? And this is a tool that allows you to do that. And what it was created for was to, you think about different types of people. And I think, would you agree that people have different personality types? Of course, absolutely. Okay. So do you think based on that, that they might have different values or different ways of making decisions? Of course, and how they process and, and process and interpret things, absolutely. Yeah, so that led me to look at this system because one of the things that is interesting is we can teach a lot of the technical skills and actually I do sales training and sales coaching as well, is there's a, a powerful statistic from the Chali group that said only 18% of buyers will buy from a salesperson who doesn't match the buyer's personality type versus 82% success when personality types are aligned. So think about that. Less than two out of 10 times <laughs> if you don't match that other person versus eight out of 10 when you match. And what we're talking about is your ability to flex and be resilient and meet somebody where they're at. I know I learned the golden rule, but I remember I was a manager at a billion dollar company and I recognized this employee at a gala and he was upset because he came on the stage and stuff and he was actually embarrassed by doing that. And 
I thought about, you know, well, treat others how you want to be treated. But, you know, ultimately, he didn't want to be treated how I wanted to be treated and with that type of a recognition. So rather than the golden rule, it needs to be the platinum rule. Treat others how they want to be treated. And so this is a system that lets you understand very quickly somebody's underlying values. And you can think about people you've met, some of the people you connect with, or maybe a purchase you've made or something, a proposal you've signed off on or whatever it is. What was it about that interaction that led you to say yes? Because um, we used to teach the sales, you know, students and people in the program, like, you got to go for the no, you got to have thick skin. And it's like, you want more yeses, you got to get more no's. It's like, no, that doesn't make any sense. You want more yeses. That's just, a, that's just a, yeah, it's a numbers game and that's transactional. <laughs> it, yeah, exactly. But it's really, it's all about people and relationships. So when we talk about what that looks like, this is a system where and the acronym BANK stands for four frameworks of personas, really. B is for blueprint, A is for action, N is for nurturing, and K is for knowledge. And there's actually, I'm just going to share this because I'm going to give your listeners an opportunity to get a complimentary report. I'll share that link at the end of the call. But ultimately, your first two positions are what motivates you, what drives your decision-making choices. The third position is typically how you respond under stress. And the last position is just what's least important to you. And I think it was Eleanor Roosevelt who said, nobody cares about how much you know until they know how much you care. And ultimately, when you're talking about building relationships, it's by taking the time to understand the values and what's important with the WIIFM I talked about earlier for other people. So I'm going to talk about each of these different personas and different types. And as I do that, I'm going to share an analogy of a box. And I want you to think about people you know that epitomize or exemplify each of these. And it might be yourself. It may be, you know, somebody else in your life personally or professionally. It doesn't matter. So the blueprint person, I want you to think about a box. And a blueprint, you were talking about that foundation for a house earlier. Like a blueprint, you think about architect, right? You've got a plan. A blueprint is very much inside of a box. They're dotting the I's. They're crossing the T. They value things like stability, structure, systems, and planning. They like processes. And they want predictability. They want to make sure they're avoiding risk, right? Because that's scary. <laughs> they value responsibility. They feel like sense of duty and obligation. And from them, for them, rules are meant to be followed. They think about it in that light. And they also value credentials. They love tradition. Why? Because it's routine, it's predictable. And so they cling to that. And they also respect titles. So that's the blueprint personality type. So think about somebody you know that's like that. Because ultimately, when you think about applying this idea of the platinum rule, if you know those things are important to them, you need to approach them and communicate in the same way. Many years ago, I read the book, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus. And you can almost think about each of these different types as I go through them as speaking a different language, like English, French, German, and Spanish, whatever. It's that different. And so the blueprints, again, they tend to be a little bit more um strategic, I guess you could say, they want to have that plan. So that goes hand in hand with our earlier conversation. But then you have the action personality. And when you think about a box for an action personality, action personalities, they're blasting out of the box. They're like, don't put me in a box. Like they want flexibility and freedom. They love spontaneity. They want opportunity. They want to win. They love excitement and attention and stimulation. They want to compete. They, they want the image also. And, you know, 
going back to the blueprint, when you think about the color blue, it's very calm, cool, and everything else. Red is like hot fire. Like these are the movers, shakers, the millionaire makers. When you think about the color red, these are the types of people that drink Red Bull for breakfast, that they go fast. You can think about the red line and they like walking the red carpet. So they want to be the center of attention and they want the bottom line. They just want the facts in terms of what's going on. So you can think about also, as I go through this, how as a leader or in an organization, you might communicate differently with each of these different types of people. And that's the training that I do with organizations. Then you have the nurture. And for the nurturing type, if you think about a box, these are the type of people that bring people into their box. They want a sense of community. And, you know, you can think about them actually recycling the box because they care so much about the planet and making a difference in the world. And we're going to use for the nurture a color yellow because they have hearts of gold. And it's like a ray of sunlight when they walk into the room. They just bring that warmth and experience. And they're often sweet as honey. And so they value things like relationships and authenticity. They want personal growth and significance. They want teamwork and to be involved. They love helping. And so charity and community, uh, ethics and morality, harmony, they want to make a difference in the world. So those are the, the nurturing type. And then the last persona is the knowledge personality. And the knowledge personality is not inside the box or blasting out of the box or recycling the box. These are the people that invented the box or they're thinking outside of the box <laughs> or questioning, why do we even have a box? They want information. That's what really makes them tick. It's about learning and intelligence and logic and self-mastery. They love technology and competence. They want to be accurate in what they're sharing. And they also want to understand the big picture, often into science. I mean, these are the engineers. And you can think about occupations, too, within your own organization or people you know that tend to fall into these different frameworks. But they, they love technology and research and development. Why? Because it makes the world a better place. So it's an easy framework as you start thinking about that. And I invite you to start noticing people. And as you thought about for each of those codes, someone you know that sort of exemplifies it, notice and start paying attention to the differences in terms of what's important to them. What are they tuned into and yeah. how do you do it effectively? And so I'll invite your listeners to go to a link, which is just crackmycode.com forward slash communicate. So crackmycode.com slash communicate, and they can actually sort some cards. It's very quick. It'll take them 90 seconds. To, they probably do it over the break. <laughs> uh, and actually get a report um, that will give them some powerful insights to themselves, their strengths, and also, more importantly, yeah. get some communication tips for each of the different types so they can understand, how do I speak the language of a blueprint, an action, a nurture, or a knowledge? Wow. So, we, we, we encourage everyone to take advantage of that URL. And I know if you can mention it one more time, but Eric, we're getting towards the end of the show. I, can you let people know how they can get in contact with you and I know you offered this free, uh, you know, this this complimentary crack the code. If you can just share that information again and how people can connect with you uh, to talk further. Yeah, thank you. So the best way to connect with me is on LinkedIn. It's just Eric, E-R-I-C Goodman, just like it sounds with the number two, Eric Goodman too. I also on LinkedIn, uh, twice a week, I publish a newsletter called Confidence and Leadership. And I talk a lot about the neuroscience of mindset and being an effective leader as well. 
And so that's probably the best way. The other thing is with that link, again, it's crackmycode.com slash communicate. The other thing I'll mention too is I have a new book that just launched this week, although it's focused on the education space. It's from teacher to leader, and it's helping educators move into leadership roles because of different skill sets. But the reality is the competencies that are in there and the framework is really around a coaching and mentoring process. Um, teachertoleader.com, you can find that book, and I'm doing a 99-cent ebook launch. So you would take some gems away if you know an educator or a teacher. makes a great gift for the holidays as well. So again, I look forward to connecting with you on LinkedIn, and back to this you. This is great. Well, Dr. Goodman, thank you so much for being here. Just a wealth of knowledge. We are definitely going to have you back on again for a future show. Thank you again. We highly encourage everybody to get your hands on his new book. Take advantage of crackthecode.com forward slash communicate. This is a great way. And reach out to him on his email website and on LinkedIn. It definitely is a, a person that you definitely would like to know. Just a great guy as well. And I can know that personally because I've had an opportunity to uh, sit with him. So until that, Dr. Goodman, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for the opportunity. Very enjoyable and happy holidays, everybody. Happy holidays. And we wish everybody happy holidays here at Sustainable Success. We got to go, but we'll see you next Thursday on the 21st at 12 o'clock Pacific Standard Time, 3 p.m. East Coast Time. Talk to you soon. Thank you for tuning into Sustainable Success. Be sure to join Chris Salem and his guests every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have an incredible week.